0: Everybody, this is Rob, your host of God Drugs Laughs. If you're coming back, thanks for joining us again. We are thankful for our supporters. And if you are visiting for the first time, welcome. We are a podcast that talks about the good and the bad of life, and we laugh during the process. So I hope you enjoy. Wanted to give everybody a heads up that this is a bit of a different episode. I am, in essence, the guest. So, my friend Joey reached out to me, who's been on the podcast, and asked if he could come in and interview me about my music, about my addiction, spiritual things, and all of that, and so I said, absolutely, and so that's what this episode is. It's going to be part one of, I think, two or three, so I will keep you posted on that. So, without
1: further ado, I hope you enjoy the episode, like, share, Tell a friend, tell a neighbor, subscribe, review. Love y'all.
2: And now let's get to know our guest.
1: Welcome back to God
0: Drugs Laughs. I am your host, Rob Christie. Well, I'm kind of not the host this week. We have a guest who has been here with us before, Joey Prisuti. What's up, man? How are you? Good. Sweet. So you're going to kind of interview me tonight. That's exactly right. All right. So I'm just going to give it to you now and you can talk about what you're doing, what you want to do. Some of it's a surprise for me, but I'm looking forward to it. Exactly. And so
2: I want to kind of give some context behind this. Um, One of the things I had talked to Rob about a while back Is I'd love to have an opportunity to interview him a little bit, since he interviews everybody so well, interview him a little bit about his music. And so this is going to be a little bit of a different uh, podcast where we just talk about Rob and Rob's uh, love of music, his love of hip hop music. And so one of the things I would encourage you is if you're listening along with this uh, is to definitely check out his music on Apple Music. I think it's on
0: Spotify. Where else? I think it's pretty much everywhere. Everywhere. Where you can find music, maybe not SoundCloud or things like that. So, but the mainstream ones for sure. Yeah, mainstream for sure. So
2: this will kind of guide you along. If you're listening to music, you can kind of follow along with this and, you know, the the point behind this, Rob never asked me to do this, so I thought, you know, I, Rob's more humble than that. He realizes that'd be kind of super weird to have his own podcast, to create one where he's, I'm interviewing him, and
0: it's a fake interview. I mean, I do have a new album coming out, you know what I'm saying? Well, we'll, we'll yeah, we'll promote that at the end, for sure. Uh,
2: okay. But uh, I wanted to interview him because, and I'll explain later on why my heart was behind this, and I'm super excited about kind of getting to know a little bit about Rob and his background for music, and then his album. So let's let's dig in.
0: Yeah, let's do it, man. I'm All excited. All right.
2: So we're gonna first start out with a little introduction. Um,
0: My name is Robert Thomas Christie. My social security number is five. Oh, sorry. Let's give it, let's go, go,
2: let's go. Uh, What I want to start off with is a little introduction, kind of like, uh, why hip hop? Why why is that the genre of music you seem to, I guess your music is more gravitated towards? Um, Why that?
0: A lot of reasons. I would say, first and foremost, I can't sing, so (laughs) (laughs) the only thing I can do is rap. but, I mean, ultimately, it's what I was exposed to at a young okay. age is hip-hop. I mean, this goes back to 88. Okay. Know, my my brother listening to N.W.A. Yeah. And then I think the first one I really got my hands on was Dr. Dre's The Chronic. Yeah. That was the uh, big album that exposed me to hip-hop. And, yeah, ever since then, I've just been really into it. I mm. You know, when it comes to hip-hop, I, I like storytelling. Yeah. That's why I do this podcast. And I, I like you know, the, the fact that you can take a song like hip hop and tell a good story in it, you know? Yeah. And I like, you know, hip hop is a, a, I mean, it, it is a prideful type of music and sure. most of it, it's boasting, but there is a lot of a humility in it as well. Sure. So that's stuff I relate to, especially now in my older age, uh, just rap artists being genuine in their music and, right. and opening up about their struggles. So I think that's why I like Tupac so much, yeah. Yeah. you know, really, because he was, you know he was honest, open, and honest about his struggles. And um, towards the end there, he got real and <laughs> started doing that kind of thing. Piece, yeah. When he got with Death Row Records, but a lot of his stuff was just open, authentic, right. and I really like that. Yeah. So, what
2: what do you think? One of the common misconceptions of hip hop is that you would I would say correct. That's probably too strong a term, but maybe just clarify for people who are like, oh, hip hop. It's all. I I grew up in East Tennessee. They said rap is crap.
0: Right, right. (laughs) You know, it's so so
2: lame. But like, when people think of hip hop and how you understand it, storytelling, the art of that. How would you clarify hip hop for people who maybe are hesitant to dig into that, or even your music that uses that as a genre?
0: I think just the people are quick to make assumptions um, based on little tidbits they've heard. Like I have family members who come in here and look at, I have a bunch of albums on my wall. look at Tupac and go, Oh, what a horrible person. And I'm like, what do you know about him? Right. (laughs) And so a lot of the music that I enjoy as well, is just a lot of them. They're just given stories from how they grew up um, of the things that they've done, things that they've seen and so I think the misconception is it's all bad. Yeah. It's all negative. And right. that's not the case. I mean, there are some artists like that. Sure. I'm sure. You know, I, I don't listen to a lot of the new artists. Not because I don't like them. It's just some of it I just can't get into. Right. Um, but I think that would be the the one. Yeah. Right. It's just all crap. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like you said, rap is crap. But and I, I guess if they're saying that and with the idea if they don't say anything good or anything beneficial. Right. It, right. So, I mean, songs that there's artists that have gotten me through certain times in my life. Sure. Um, just because I could relate to what they're saying and right. relate to their struggle and, and learn from that. And music has, it, music has that gift um, to inspire us and to encourage us. And it depends on what you're listening to, but I find hip hop in many ways, the artists that I listen to right. do that. Right. So.
2: Yeah. yeah. I feel like hip hop is really just a voice along with other voices. Right. Uh, country you know, any other genre you can think of rock. I think there's always bad (laughs) forms of that within Mm -hmm. each genre. Um, you know, grew up in East Tennessee and that's a very, you know, you can get a lot of stereotypes of beer, God and women. Yeah. That's kind of a very common thing, but that's, that's not true for all country music. right? Right. So like there's that and that can, I guess you can enjoy that in its own occasion, but there's some really good raw country music out there. That's not that way. Right. Right. So I think the same can be true for hip hop.
0: Yeah. And, um, I was unique in my two favorite genres of music have always been country and rap. <laughs> and I think old school country, you know, cause there was a lot of storytelling yeah. in it and I love that. Um, so yeah, I've always been unique in that. And I mean, it goes back. I mean, I was rapping before Eminem became popular. <laughs> uh, and I tell the guys like my first, my first concert that I ever did was in a rap group I was in. And we did it at the school that I teach at right now. How crazy. Yeah. I didn't know that. But, like, for me to get up there and rap, was like,
1: white boys can't rap. Yeah. You know,
0: yeah. it's crazy how much that's changed to yeah. today. But, and of course, Eminem helped that. Sure. Uh, bring that about. Yeah. But, yeah. So, it's, you know, it's always been a part of my life as, as far back as I can remember. And I started rapping and, you know, I, I released a song recently called mike taught me how to rap it was about my friend mike
2: we're gonna talk about that okay? yeah okay so we'll it's get there favorites, but yeah. yeah so that's i got gotcha. you
0: it's been around a long time and i'm old
2: so yeah fair <laughs> enough well let me ask you this how would you describe in general your music
0: i would say it's honest and open okay raw maybe okay yeah how would you
2: describe? So, it? so here's how I I've, I've got four, four words down. Okay, ready? Mm-hmm. Real, authentic. Yeah. Playful, and thankful. I love it. No, and I think good. that kind of I feel like you're the one part you're missing. The description is the playful part of that's the Rob kind of I know really in the sense of um, jovial, right. uh, fun. Yeah. Uh, there's like that really cool element of it, but there's also the honest part that. It's almost like country hip hop. You don't think they go together, but yeah. they really do well. And so, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's definitely true in some of the songs.
0: Sure, yeah. And uh, a friend of mine, Brewer, who's a hip hop head as well, he one night he just listened to the whole album I just released um, or last album release, and he just that was one of his things. He's like, I don't really hear like the playful rob or like right. who you are on a daily yeah. basis, and a lot of it. So. I really thought about that in this new music that I'm making. Nice. Just to, because one of my song new songs, I you know, I say I'm I'm tired of singing about or rapping about addiction. Mm. <laughs> I wanna be done with it, right? Yeah, yeah. Wanna wanna move on from it, uh, because it's been so prevalent in my music. And I, I do a lot more fun stuff I I feel like on this new album. So right. yeah. Good. And you're one of my biggest supporters. I send you my music before it That's comes right. out. That's right. <laughs> You've listened to a lot Future of it already. Executive producer. That's right. That's right. Literally, sure ignite
2: over here. I just comment on things. That's the only <laughs> thing I do. But yeah, oh, I appreciate that. And um, so let me ask you this, and you kind of already talked about it. What are some of your major influences in your life when it comes to music? And I and I get. I'm not trying to talk about hip hop, right? I'm yeah. talking about more who who and what influences your music. Does like just sense? in
0: general in my life?
2: Yes. Not yeah. musically, not musical influences, but just people. Yeah. Maybe experiences. Obviously, addictions one that's prevalent, right? Yeah,
0: sure. Yeah. What else? I think experiences. um, When it comes to my music, I like to talk a lot about that, things that I've been through. And some of that's funny. Right. You know, I talk about a berry getting stuck in my nose in this new album. <laughs> so just yeah, that that yeah, whole story how yeah. silly that was. So that um I mean obviously my my family. Right. A lot of my extended family and Becca and my daughter. Right. You know a lot have been prevalent in it. And I think you know I started doing music when I, in my older age, now because I know how to do it and I can produce it myself, mm. and Ron Hittrick taught me a lot of the ropes when it comes to producing. Ron G. Ron G. Yep. Uh, so, and I, I, I didn't do music for a long time because I was scared of what people would think about me huh. or scared that people would criticize it and I couldn't take it. Is that recent or before? No, this is, okay. you know, 20s, oh, okay. Okay. 30s, things like that. But, you know, now I'm just like, whatever. I'm just going to yeah. put out whatever I want to put out. And I'm actually, I'm obviously not trying to get anywhere with my music in the sense of, you know, making it famous or making money off of it. But I, I do it because it's therapeutic for me. Right. So I think my mental health influences it because right. it helps me uh, to have something to focus on. It's kind of my hobby. Right. Uh, BJ, who was just on the podcast, um, talked about woodworking. Well, mine is hip hop and podcasting now. So I don't know if that kind of answers your question or not. for sure. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I think any maybe personal struggles that are going on. Yeah. Any emotional struggles, mental health, physical, family, I think those are seems like that's kind of the, the influences that I've seen in the music. Yeah. A, you're relying on, Not you're going, that's kind of your platform of right. talking about that. Sure. Just, yeah. yeah.
0: I talk about what I'm going through Yeah, and you know, there's some songs I haven't made yet and I'm, I'm going through rough time sure. right now just right. with, with family and addiction Sure. in the sense of me not right. being where I need to be working my program. Yeah. And, um, not being as diligent as yeah. I should be on a lot of things. And, right. and really, man, God just exposing my heart to a lot of that and seeing where I've kind of failed as a husband yeah. and failed and as a friend and things like that. So, you know, just kind of dealing with the repercussions there. And I'm sure a lot of the music that I'm going to make in the following days is going to talk a lot about that. So yeah. thankfully I've already made the fun, <laughs> joyful songs. So now I can talk about some of some of the heavy stuff that's going on right now. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's
2: good. So, let me ask you this before we drop into the albums. So, what's your writing process like?
0: I I get the beat first. Okay. And so the beat before the lyrics. Beat before the lyrics. Okay. Yeah. I might sometimes I might have a song idea before I get a beat, right. but usually it's the beat before the lyrics. And then what I do is I have the beat going and then I rap on the beat, okay, like on my mic,
1: yeah,
0: um, and just kind of get my original thoughts out, and you know, kind of flow chorus and things like that. And after that is when I kind of I go back and I sit down and I start writing it out. And a lot of it was like when I was a pastor, my sermon prep. A lot of it doesn't happen when I'm just sitting there, but like as I'm going through the day, I'm yeah. thinking about what yeah. I'm what I'm talking about, what I'm working on. Oh. And so I'm putting all that stuff down, um, as I go in my phone. Yeah. And then at the end of the day, I just kind of compile it all together. Okay. Yeah.
2: Okay. What about, do you, are there any song, do you rely on, I guess, the writing part of it? Is that, it's not like you're rapping from memory.
0: No, no. Okay. Yeah. I okay. rap from. Okay. Yeah, I, I write down the lyrics and things like that. Do you keep a copy? Is it all through your notes on your You know what? Or? I was thinking about that. I was like, I probably have some, all my song lyrics on here I could have sent you. <laughs> we have to do this. I don't know if I do. I, I did my own research. Yeah, from. I think I deleted a lot of them but from past albums. But yeah, I just saved them on my Well, computer. I notice on,
2: on Apple, I, I don't know how this works, but on your music on Apple, the you know if you're listening to like maybe mainstream or something, yeah. but you can find the lyrics on there, right? Right. How, are, how does that work? For, could you just submit that? I guess, that, do you know how that works?
0: I'm sure you could. Yeah. I didn't yeah, I've never, I'll have to look next time I load up these new It's just others.
2: interesting to me, yeah. Yeah,
0: and I mean, yeah. I should just go ahead and do it if I have it yeah. already yeah. on paper or already on a document. For sure.
2: All right. Well, let's, I want to kind of jump into these albums and, you know, um, kind of talk about, there's two albums you've done. Yes, sir.
0: Well, I've done. Well, recently. Yeah, I've done, I think, six albums total. <laughs>
2: okay, well, let's, let's learn the first four.
0: So I did three with my, well, I did one originally with my rap group in high school called Omega. Omega, okay. It was on is a, a four.
2: Is it a Christian rap group? Mm,
0: we Forget went the back alpha. and forth. <laughs> <laughs> we we did Christian music oh. in the sense of, not, I wasn't really a Christian back then, but because we were at a Christian school, uh, <laughs> so they let okay. us perform. <laughs> but then some of the stuff wasn't, I mean, it wasn't like NWA stuff yeah, or anything right. like that. But so we did an album on a four track. So it was on a cassette tape. Okay. Don't want have it, thank God. And um, then after that, I did three albums with my buddy Brandon in a group called, wait, a group called Dwayne and Dwayne. So it was rap, comedic type stuff nice. you can actually find that on itunes not on the um not on like if you have apple music or whatever the 9.99 whatever you pay yeah But you can find it if you go in and buy it it's called cadillacs and fanny packs uh it's on there it's really poorly produced <laughs> so don't expect quality but you can pick up on some of our songs support it's them support the movement yeah uh, my buddy, Brandon, he pays like 30 bucks every year <laughs> to keep it up there. So go buy a few of them. So he doesn't have to pay for all of it himself. Yeah. So I did those. And then I did one with Ron. Yeah. Uh, we did uh, in a group called Loaf's Nugget, which we took. Oh, that's right. I yeah. remember that. We took our dog's names and combined them together. So he's into K-pop. Yeah. And he asked me to be on a song. And so I did a song and he loved it. And so we just started doing okay. some music. So it's not music that I would necessarily make in the sense of the beats and stuff. But um, I think that one is on, is it on SoundCloud maybe? I remember you
2: dropped it while you were still at TCC. Yeah. It might be on
0: SoundCloud. I don't know. I have to to put it in the But it's on an Apple
2: music. No, 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 it's
0: not. It's on like one of the free um, sites. So, yeah. And then, so actually I've done, what was that? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Okay. This will be my eighth one. Yeah. Okay, so,
2: all right, well, and then the last two, the ones that I'm kind of talking to you to you today about, sure, is the 2018 release, "My Beautiful Nightmare," bro. You got dates and everything. I got 2018. Well, listen,
0: Apple put it on there. Did so. you get the review? And
2: double XO. Ca- calm, calm down. Calm down. <laughs> I'm, trying, I'm trying. my best here. I'm trying my best. So 2018, "My Beautiful Nightmare," and then 2021 was becoming me. Yeah. Right. Uh huh. So what I want to do is kind of talk to you a little bit about my. About my Beautiful Nightmare, and just go through some of the songs. I can't go through all of them with time, but I want to go through a couple of them. um So let I don't know if you know this. So the genre for my Beautiful Nightmare, do you know what it's under? No,
0: it's under Christian. Oh, did you did you do that? It must have done that. I maybe did it. I don't. I think I would have to designate that. I wouldn't put it under Christian. So now. do you know what
2: Becoming Me was?
0: The genre, hip hop.
2: Yeah, yeah. I just thought that was interesting.
0: Yeah, the difference, right? Yeah. I, I, I don't know if there was a. Conscious decision or not. Like maybe you needed to make it Christian or the first one or? I don't know. Yeah. I just yeah. Thought the maybe I thought, oh, I can get on the charts if it's Christian. <laughs> 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 I know I'm not going to get on the charts yeah, yeah. of hip hop. There you go. Yeah. There you go. But actually, when we released that uh Dwayne and Dwayne album, Cadillacs and Fanny yeah. Packs, it reached to like number... Eight on comedic albums really <laughs>
1: yeah that's isn't that awesome.
0: crazy i <laughs> of the top 100 comedic albums that's so, incredible i know maybe i need to put out some more comedic albums there you go <laughs> get back on the charts just
2: get back that's yeah yeah that's the way to do it well so on the my beautiful nightmare let me ask you so one of my favorite hip-hop albums ever do you know who this is rob it's, christie
3: well besides <laughs> no,
2: that I'm that's duh i'm part of the groupie fan club um is kanye west's masterpiece my dark twisted fantasy. Mm-hmm. I did know that. And that's one of my favorites of all time. Uh-huh. I mean, all my Apple. I think Apple used to chart every time you listen to a song, and it's like I unknowingly, unconsciously, subconsciously have listened to it more than I can count. It's yeah. ridiculous. I've never dug into that one. I need to. It's incredible. I've been wanting and to. I think do the, that everything about it's amazing. Yeah. Uh, well, let me ask you though. So, my beautiful nightmare, right? To me, it's right. like it feels so similar to, in the sense of the name, my dark twisted fantasy. So, any relationship to those in any way? or no
0: no i don't think so okay i think i mean i'm very defensive about that album so I just- no yeah and i'm I'm sorry kanye i'm I'm, kanye. I'm, his, I'm his attorney and the, i'm sorry joey for at least the day until yeah the i should have never did it similarly
2: <laughs> so um so let me give some context as to at least when this album came out mm-hmm. where i was and i remember yeah, it okay and great. so i think this is interesting and then we can kind of delve into some more questions about it so um this was and you tell me if I'm wrong, because you probably know the history better than I do. So I remember, so it was after, around the time you had stepped down.
0: You're wrong, bro. All right. No, no, you're right. Okay,
2: okay. <laughs> it's around the time you stepped down from TCC, right? The crossing? As, uh, as I mean, it
0: was after that, for sure. Okay. I don't think it was, like, right after that, but maybe. So I think it was April of 19. Okay. And I don't remember all that's a blur. To me. I, I, I don't I gotcha. remember. I don't remember the dates when I stepped down and all that. I got gotcha. you. So I, when you when you violently remove me, <laughs>
2: yeah. From my, <laughs> I threw him out and pulled my, my back through my back as I did it. Um, so on my initial thoughts, I'll be honest with you. Right. Okay. So when this album came out, I remember. I don't know how I got notified it was out. I think it was at the gym. I was somewhere where I listened to pretty much most music. Yeah. And I remember thinking, um, I was like, man, what's he going to say on this? You because gonna that come just you happened to diss song? right well i was like the last thing i want to be is like on the on the other end of the feud <laughs> and end up like tupac right are my you gonna hero. have to come out
0: with it would you ever came out with a song
2: <laughs> I mean, that would be so bad but um so i just had some initial thoughts like what's going to happen what's going yeah. on with this sorry
0: to interrupt you but my boys come up with diss songs to me <laughs> <I think> really <laughs> yeah because we're always trying to battle rap stuff yeah. and it's so funny the stuff to come up
1: <laughs> mr rob you look like corn on the cob you a slob. <laughs>
0: that's intense yeah i mean they go they go for the jugular, man they get at it for sure
2: so i knew that um my so my thought was when this was coming out is he talking about addiction is he going to talk about the struggles um you know maybe even the hurt by you know with some of leadership including myself at the time about stepping down and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and on the other hand like i remember feeling excitement because i was like Man, I know this Rob. Like yeah. this is the Rob that I've seen. I still remember the time at church where some of our some of the congregation, I don't think knew how to react, but you came out of Easter and you came out and rapped oh, yeah. a lyric at Easter. Yeah, and I just remember sitting there like no one knew that was going to happen. I didn't know. And it was incredible. It was such a good Easter rap, hip hop. Yeah. And I think some of the people there who are waiting for a very traditional Easter service that was not
0: <laughs> like that uh, Oh, really? So I pro- got a lot of good feedback from that. Well, so, I, I yeah. imagine that was true. Yeah. I don't
2: know if I never heard of that. I would just imagine if I were them and I was kind of accustomed to the traditional Christian world, I'd be like, yeah. what is this guy doing on stage? And yeah. I just been thinking this was incredible. So part of me was concerned, like, what's what's going to be said on this? The other part was like, I was excited because mm-hmm. like I knew this was an outlet for you and I knew your talents would at least scene um and so um so i was interested i was wanting to know what sure. you had to say and so and i think ultimately after i listened to it i think i was surprised in a good way mm-hmm. i was surprised that you were so careful in your words but you're not only careful but you're so self-reflective throughout the whole album sure. and so i think that's kind of one of the reasons why it was such a powerful album in the moment you have to kind of know that context as to when this was coming out because that kind of is part of the storytelling right right because like this is a lot of hurt going going on for a lot of different angles i think and so when i heard it i thought man what's he gonna say uh so let me ask you this what's the background of my beautiful
0: nightmare does that sound about right or did i yeah no i think the context is is right have you ever i'm sorry go ahead have you ever listened to that album backwards (laughs) no. <laughs> Joey, use a punk. Joey, use a punk. No. It's, it's Satan speaking a whisper yeah.
1: and it's you.
2: I'm coming to get you.
0: That's I always something. wondered how they would do that.
2: Have, you, have they actually done? That? I don't know. I thought I was raised a fundamentalist Christian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what I was told.
0: Uh, yeah, that was the context. I think just coming out of that, and you know, one thing that was good about addiction and recovery is learning more about myself. why I do the things I do, why I react the way I do. And so it was definitely a a self-reflective time for me. Sure. And one of the ways that, you know, I get through those things and kind of put my thoughts down is is by writing and doing songs and poetry and things like that. So that's where I was. And yeah, so we had just done, me and Ron had done that album, and then I decided I wanted to do like an EP supposed to be five songs on it. I think there's only four. And so I just decided to do it then. Yeah. Just, just coming off of all that, Mm. you know? And I think I, yeah, obviously I'd finally taken ownership for the things that I've done and and the hurt that I caused. And so, yeah.
2: Yeah. I felt like that you aren't, you're not as big social media person anyway. So it wasn't like your outlet to speak or voice was that avenue. It was really just through your writing and and rapping, right? Like that was your yeah, kind of so. talking about Sure, maybe your experience and what you felt. And
0: yeah. I thinking. think I got, I was confident because of the the response from the album I did with Ron. Right. People really liked that. So I was like, oh, well I can start, I can do my own thing. Yeah. um, And so that's kind of where I was. So I was confident to make the album. And obviously, like I said, I just talk about what I'm going through in the moment right and that's what i was doing so right. yeah but context-wise you're right okay all.
2: okay i thought i was gonna make sure i was right on that so um i know ron g yeah he- ron hetrick what's up Ronnie boy as i call him i don't
0: call him what's that, up ron right. hey come here who comes up with ron, g? Up, yeah. ron g? <laughs> <laughs> who came up with ron, ron christie's the greatest rapper in the history of rap hi right, ron take it easy man <laughs> come back come back um
2: Ron G., where did that come from? <laughs> I don't know. Did I mean, you put just, that in there?
0: Oh, I'm I mean, we're just being silly, right? <laughs> okay. yeah, yeah, I didn't put that on there because Ron uploaded that album.
2: Oh, so he did, yeah, okay. Yeah. Interesting, okay. Well, tell me a little bit about that relationship with him. Besides, I assume, was it started at TCC?
0: Sure, yeah. So Ron and uh, Kim Hettrick and their kiddos had been at the crossing. They were there when I arrived. Okay. Um, I think that was like six to eight months after the church started. Okay. So I always knew them, had a relationship with them. And somehow he knew that I, I rap or used to rap and, uh, but sorry, let me answer your question. I always get off the question, but yeah, that's how I knew him. So we're at the church okay. and they, you know, just great people. So yeah, had developed a friendship okay. that way.
2: How long did it take to do the, my beautiful nightmare? Um, it felt quick. Yeah, after, it was pretty quick. After the, the, after you leaving or stepping down, i felt i don't know why but it could be wrong because time is so weird but right it felt like it was within months but i, I don't know
0: no i don't think so longer yeah i think it was okay. longer okay yeah okay because i i went to rehab uh. then i came back and i continued to struggle and then i went through uh inpatient or excuse me outpatient rehab center here and that's when i really started to heal up so no. yeah probably a year
2: dang okay you don't feel
0: like it was that long no i don't yeah but, again, but could i could be, be totally wrong <laughs> but <laughs> no. that's what I. that's what i remember yeah. okay
2: um and i guess, I guess that kind of gives context is how these things are done right they're not mm-hmm. just something you do in a not necessarily overnight right? yeah like, this takes time and you know especially with ron i guess he's the producer right or yeah
0: he? and actually making the album didn't take that long that was just the timeline probably i don't know i probably had all the songs done in a few weeks right. and then at that time ron was doing all the producing and okay. so waiting on him when he had time to do it. Sure. So yeah, probably I'd say month, two months, maybe. Okay. Um,
2: so let's talk about the album cover. And that seems oh, yeah. kind of weird, but album covers have stories mm-hmm. themselves. And so
0: do you remember the album cover for it? I do. It was the second choice. Cause oh, really, do you have the first choice? I want to see the first choice. I don't think I have it, but I can <laughs> describe it. It was like this eerie looking kitchen with this teddy bear. <laughs> like, this you know maniacal teddy bear holding a butcher knife. Are you serious? Yeah, and I think I should that it would on have Facebook. spoke a lot. Like I know, and uh, I think Becca over overrode that one. Said, <laughs> Thanks, Becca. No, choose a different one. <laughs> so yeah, it was kind of an eerie forest yeah. or something, right? Yeah, yeah. that's Right. I, see, I don't go back and really listen to these songs or anything, but why not? I don't know. Is I that mean, weird? sometimes I do. I guess it's weird for me. I yeah. I don't know. I I think when I was working with Ron, I I I definitely take more cuts and like go through stuff like in a sense of lyrically. I think because I didn't want to take up all his time, Uh, I was like, yeah, one here it is, one go, that's it. And so I listened to it. I go, ah, I would have gone back and changed this, changed that, and uh, but. I didn't have that luxury back then. Sure. And he would have totally done that for me. Sure. sure, (laughs) Right. But I, I just, me being a people pleaser, I didn't want to take up his time. Yeah. Uh, So that's why I was kind of one and done. Yeah. For most of them. Yeah.
2: So, and and for those, this is kind of why I would recommend if you're listening to the podcast is also put, put the music on or at least look at it. But the, the, just to give you some description, it's pretty, it's pretty accurate. So the title kind of fits with the cover. Yeah. I feel like it's this dark, gloomy, but yet simple cover. Right. And I think it's beautiful, the way it looks. kind of has this almost beautiful glow to it, Mm -hmm. but it's dark. And I think that's the kind of irony behind it, because it's, you know, my beautiful nightmare. Yeah. kind of fits with it. And um, I assume that was intentional. Did you create that graphic? Because I know you've created graphics before.
0: (sighs) Um, I can't remember if I did that. Okay. uh, Or it was a template. But yeah, I do enjoy creating graphics. Okay. It was, yeah, I mean, and that just kind of described where I was, sure. right? I had right. this absolute nightmare. right? I say happened to me, but, you know, I orchestrated it. Right. Obviously not intentionally doing that, but with the start of getting addicted to prescription pills and right. going to where I went. And so the end result, though, was becoming even more healthier in the sense of, yeah. like, learning who I am, learning, like, these are things that's happened to me in my past, and it's why I respond this way. Yeah. And so now I need to go back and process that and yeah. learn how to respond in a healthy way, right? So in essence, it was this huge nightmare, right? Like I'd spent my whole life preparing to be a pastor. I was at a church that I love, that I wanted to be at the rest of my life. Yeah. Um, I became as surprising as it was to y'all for me to become addicted to something. I was surprised at it, <laughs> right. you know, and before I knew it, it was just out of control, and obviously, when you're on that kind of stuff, you don't realize it's out of control. Right. right <laughs> Even though right, you guys are saying right.
1: like this is out of control, <laughs> like
0: you know, and and lovingly and, and always sure. trying to help me, but it just wasn't honest back then. Yeah. Because um, I really didn't know what was going on inside of me. Yeah. But but in the end, result was beauty because I did learn to live life in a healthy way. I yeah. did. And I still have to choose to go that life, and sometimes I don't choose that. Right. I choose unhealthy life, but um that was the beauty of it yeah and i feel like it's made me i always feel like i've been really understanding and welcoming of all people no matter what's going on but definitely now yeah right because i've been to the pits of hell yeah like i've been to the bottom yeah so i was never never a judgmental person but definitely not now sure (laughs) any judgment that i had what you looking at play a guy walking by my house
1: rob christie itunes yo
0: <laughs> okay, sorry. We get shot. Promote,
2: yeah. <laughs> oh, honey, hello. I live in a really bad neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> it's rough. Um, yeah, I feel like the what I love about the, at least the concept is usually society can define a tragedy and not see any beauty.
0: Right, sure.
2: And I feel like in our kind of very uh, negative culture we live in now, especially within the Christian world, one bad thing defines someone forever, which mm. is so ironic because the God we purport to believe. Doesn't do that.
0: (laughs) Sure. Yeah. So
2: it's like we've created a God in our own God in an image that looks like us. Right. Less than the God who actually does not, you know, he doesn't use me against me. Yeah. Yeah. He uses his son for me. So, so, anyways, there's a, I think there's a profound theology behind the title. I look at stuff like that because I'm weird like that. But then I see my beautiful nightmare, you converting a tragedy and making it into a beauty. And it's not like maybe it's not over, right? There's this constant, you're still trying to. Sure convert that redeem it if you will try to uplift it definitely yeah
0: I um, it's funny because you see what people really believe about God and how they respond to those certain things sure right so yeah I don't know where I was going with that but we we had a moment so it was
2: a a, All right,
0: we're holding hands right
2: now (laughs) (laughs) this this is getting into (laughs) it. first song I'm gonna talk about each song yeah now so the Nightmare My Beautiful Nightmare Uh, I'm going to talk about the first song on the album, which is Nightmares. Okay. All right. And so, and obviously I think it's like a perfect introduction to the album. It kind of starts off the stage. Um, And the beat, if you recall the beat, you got Eliza.
0: Why don't we play it? Let's play it. Okay. Okay.
1: Struggle just trying to get through. Row reversal, what if you were me and I was you? Lost it all, reputation, what a fall. Locked in your home, no longer standing tall. On the real, I'ma tell you how it feels. Too much guilt, that's why death has much appeal. Happened so fast, I couldn't grab it. How tragic, a pastor turned addict. I'm ready to die, I'm not kidding, this might be the night, tell me press on, things are gonna change, you know that's a lie, it'll never be the same, darkness approached, I said come on in, no hesitation, trusted as a friend, he told me do this and he told me do that, I went too far, ain't no way I'm going back, there I go again, blaming everyone else, truth is I knew better, I did it to myself. my body starts to shake should i call for help or should i end it now here we are again one final showdown i choose death unplug the phone i wrote a little note i hope it can make it home with my love becca my greatest gift if we never met so many great things i missed gotta hurry now it's about to turn black you were my last flaw please remember that end it with a question this is what i need when you think of me please think of the old me all the days we laugh, great times we shared When you lay your head down, know that I'll be there Happy days near. keep the faith Tell my mom I love her, I tried to change But it was too late
2: So, so if you get the beat, you also hear Eliza Hetrick in yeah. the background. Uh-huh, so, Eliza. tell me a little about that. I mean, I, dude, I, I've seen her. So she's she's per, not performed. That's probably about. She's sung worship at sure. Crossing before. And yeah, I really love that feel that she puts with it with Ron's beat and you doing that. I don't know. I just feel it really good.
0: Yeah, I, uh, yeah. So Eliza is Ron's daughter, and I don't know trying to remember i don't know if she i knew she was going to be on it or not i knew he was gonna like do some uh vocals over it and things like that so i love obviously i loved it when when she got on it because it was i think in some of that song if i'm remembering correctly like i'm talking about dying like i just yeah. want to die is yeah. that that one yep and then um she's kind of singing yeah the opposite of that yeah. like speaking truth so oh that's good okay yeah.
2: I put some context to it. It's almost yeah. We'll talk a little bit more of the lyrics, but yeah. here here's some some lyrics I I thought were interesting. Um, I think it speak volumes, right? So lost it all, reputation with a fall, locked in your home, no longer standing tall. Mm-hmm. Then how tragic, a pastor turned attic. Oh, Joey, Joey, Joey. I know. I wish I wrote that. I didn't yeah. write that. That's <laughs> your Drop. stuff, man. That's good. <laughs> well, and so let me ask you this. So. Obviously, the talks of death and suicide come up, which did in my when I first listened to it. That's immediately I was thinking, I'm worried about Rob. <laughs> so I heard sure. that first initially. I'm thinking, yeah. this isn't this isn't what I was expecting, but this was a gateway to hear you open how it felt, for right? You, objectively and subjectively, right? Mm-hmm. The reality of it, also how you felt, but I also felt like you're expressing what you had felt when you were going through. So, so tell me. That story of the fall and stepping down, and in a sense of how did it feel? Like you said, lost it all, reputation mm-hmm. with a fall.
0: What a fall! Thanks.
2: What? What, I said. what? Yeah. What? Lost I don't know. It For all. someone who maybe, I'm fall. trying to connect that to someone who has lost it all, and to know that one, we well, haven't lost it all, right? Mm-hmm. There's still probably more out there than you realize. Sure, as yeah, as I can see right now, right? Yeah. Kind of explain that if you can.
0: Yeah, I guess. Lost it all, maybe in the sense of, like, my hopes and dreams of what I wanted to do as a career. Sure. But also, just the love, the connection I had with all the people at the crossing, the love I had for them. Lost all that. Because I tried to go back afterwards, and I would just sit there and weep. Sure. And so I couldn't do that um, after everything went down because I still wanted to be a part of the church, but I, I just couldn't do it. So sure. I think lost all that. And obviously I'm getting that back now because I'm able to be around you guys and yeah. gals a lot more. Uh, it was hard for a season, but so getting all that back, yeah. which is redemption, which is good. Yeah, And yeah, and I guess reputation, which I don't know. Some of that's good for me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Explain that. Because I want people to think I have it all together uh, and like have nobody thinks that, out, which is good because I don't, right? Um, but I think just the reputation of being a godly person. Um, so some of that is just, I lost that, right? Of, yeah. I mean, being a leader, yeah, being able to lead people and, and stuff yeah. like that. I lost that. And I don't feel like I've lost that forever. Obviously, sure. I still have that now. Sure. You can lead people in, in, in other ways. And what's happened is, and you know this, I was always open and honest in my sermons and how yeah. I pastored. I was never like the vocal point of any message or anything right. we were going to, right. to do, because I wasn't the who the story's about, right? right. The story's about Jesus. And... So I feel like I was always open and honest about my struggles, Um, but like the big one that I kept hidden forever, you know, until it came out. So I think just losing that type of reputation, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. And um, yeah. Yeah. And then just pastor turned addict. Yeah. And I don't say that in the sense of like a pastor should have everything together, but I do say that in a sense is if you're a gospel centered pastor um, who is full of grace and mercy and is right. confessing like you're supposed to be confessing and being yeah. open and honest. Um, I just stopped doing that. Yeah. Right. right and right. then eventually, I don't know, just how yeah. sad that is. Well, and. and I and stopped you know, believing the truth, I guess, is what's sure. sad, sad. Right. That is. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, what's interesting is the language, a pastor. So that's your identity in a sense. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Turned into another identity.
0: Yeah. That's so good. it's,
2: so it's in a sense like in and, and, and theory you know our, our my, my my lead pastor right now always says this i don't i'm not a pastor it's just what I you
1: We talking about boy betteth PB? what's up boy
0: i'm about to make a rap song about oh my gosh my serious <laughs> call him up me. right now i'm, I'm <laughs> <on>. uh, <laughs> I went to, so, I went so to college know, me, with Boyd. Like, can i tell you this so they yeah.
2: so the nickname they have for him not a nickname but they call him pb pb pastor boy okay and so when i first got there i people would say hey go talk to pb i'm like who the heck's PB? Like, who calls? Like, what's PB? i like <laughs> going around trying to figure out PB, and then our 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 worship pastor is is Pastor Josh, uh-huh. PJ. Uh-huh. So I thought, and then I know P- Boyd likes peanut butter. Yeah, I'm like, bro. Like, is this PB and J? Like, this is yeah. like the weirdest thing ever. Who calls yeah. him PB and PB
0: and J? Sounds like you're part of a cult. Yeah, a church. Now I just kidding. <laughs> you'll, you'll see us on Dateline in about a couple of years.
2: Me <laughs> renaming my kids. But what what he's always said that I what I love, and I, it's something that you know someone who who loves ministry feels called to ministry and stuff like that is always trying to remember. He's like, you're not a pastor. You're just it's just something you do. Right. And so you're you know you're a child of King. Like that's yeah, the that's priority good. identity. So when I see a pastor turn into addict.
0: And I taught him it, that while we were in college, yeah, by the way. No. He, he learned everything he did. <laughs> yeah.
2: But I think that, to me, it's like the replacing of identities. Maybe in a sense that you, you had too much identity as a pastor. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a common issue for pastors anyways. Sure. Right. They, yeah. they, that's who they become versus what they do. Yeah. So, um, well, let me let me read some more lyrics from the, the song. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I hopefully, I, I thought this was good too. It says, call me Biggie because I'm ready to die. Ooh. That was pretty good. I'm yeah. Uh, it's called a punchline. I, I'm not kidding. This might be the night. Uh huh. So we press on. Things are going to change. You know, that's a lie. It won't ever be the same. Darkness mm-hmm. approached. I said, come in. Mm-hmm. Not hesitation. Trusted as a friend. Told me to do this and told me to do that. Went too far. Ain't no way I'm going back.
3: Mm-hmm. There I English. go
2: again, blaming everyone else. Truth is, I know better. I didn't see myself. Did it to myself. Uh, so I did
0: I did yeah. it to myself? Okay. All right. Yeah. I did it to myself. So I know I, I stutter in some of that.
2: No, uh, it's probably me. <laughs> you got to realize I'm listening to this. So I'm having to go back those sure. 10 seconds. Yeah. Sure, I definitely don't have lyrics so to Some that, people that don't have lyrics. <laughs> uh, so let me just ask you, can you share with me if you can? And if we've kind of already talked about this, that's fine, but I want other people to know the reality of the darkness that the addict faces. Sure. And when I read that, I mean, I, there's so many things that hit me beyond the, the, the cool phrases, right? I, I hear, tonight's the night. Right. That's darkness looming in, kind of hovering around, like laying siege on your life, right? And then you're you you know, you're blaming everyone else, so that's self-denial in a sense of you're denying, di- denying you've done anything wrong right. and you know better. So kind of just t- run me through, if you can, just the darkness that people who struggle with addiction face, just... Put yeah. people in your shoes so we can try, so people can know and then can relate
0: to Yeah. Others. So no one wants to be an addict. Right. Especially a drug addict, alcoholic. Um, none of us want to hurt everybody we love. Right. None of us want to tear down our lives. None of us want to, to do any of those things, Right. Right. At one time, whatever we were doing was helping us. Mm. But there comes a point where it goes from helping us to obviously harming us. And that's right. a pretty quick right. change, right? Right. So, the darkness, I mean, I would have, because I couldn't stop doing what mm-hmm. I didn't want to do. Yeah. I mean, I remember when Spencer Spencer Bolter was... Yeah. Um, he was over at my house. It was one of the times where I was really struggling. Yeah. Um, And I told him, I was like, I'm about to go grab one of the knives out of that drawer and I'm right. going to jump that fence and I'm going to stab myself in the throat. And he had to like be ready to stop me from doing that. Yeah. Because I was telling him like how dark it was. Yeah. Um. So I don't know if that's a description of how dark it is. I mean, I would have nights where I would... I, I mean, literally, have thoughts of man. I hope somebody breaks in and just kills me tonight. Yeah, and doesn't hurt anybody else. Yeah, you know, um, yeah, it's 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 hard to describe is to someone who has never right. been there, you know. But I mean, if you can understand those thoughts, I mean, I I planned out my suicide bunch of times. So I don't know. I may have shared this one here, but um, when my wife was out of town, I was gonna kill myself by like the exhaustion of my car. So okay. being in the garage and, and call over, I was going to tell Jonathan, Hey, can you come over and hang out at, like two o'clock? So and he I, comes, yeah. Yeah. And I was going to, so he would be the one to find me. And yeah. then I was going to leave a note at the door. Like, Hey, I'm yeah. dead in the yeah. garage. Like, yeah. don't go in there. Just call the cops. Right. Basically. So if, if that kind of thinking sure. helps you understand how dark it is, that's kind of where you are. Um You're hopeless. Right. Um, everything around you, you have hurt, you've destroyed. So just imagine doing that, like yeah. people you love the most, like you have hurt them in every way possible. Yeah. You've just tore down everything. And when addicts, when they tell you, I'm not never going to do it again, we mean that. Right. With all of our hearts. I like think we, you said
2: that yeah. on the last pack podcast. Oh, I yeah. Thought, maybe. I thought I thought you said that. With yeah. PJ, yeah.
0: But we mean that with all of our hearts, but. The addiction. If we don't get help for it, don't understand how to deal with it in, in a healthy way, and there's various ways you can do that. Yeah, then we're going to continue to choose that right. over and over again.
2: And you know, I think it's helpful one for the the, the addict who's struggling now that you talk yeah. about that. So I appreciate that. But and it kind of goes back to the music of it, and at the same time, it's helpful for those who aren't aware of what that is for for people that are struggling to grasp that. And I remember yeah. you going through that experience. I don't know if you remember, there's a couple of nights I was here, right? Mm-hmm. But you told me not to come and I came, yeah. right? And and trying to, every bit of my upbringing, which was, this is your own doing, just get over it. Sure. That soul, you know, pick your boots up from, yeah. You know, that kind of self-exertion idea. And I now know looking back, one, I don't, I don't think I said that. Maybe my tone or behavior <sighs> reflected that in my heart but let me just ask you for people who do feel that way Mm -hmm. who say man just get over it yeah like man up stuff that's just absurd now that i would never ever say it would say that's just that's sinful let alone stupid uh how is it what do you say to that in response besides that that's dumb i mean what do you say in the sense of someone feeling that man stop feeling that way you're feeling sorry for yourself stuff like that sure
0: well i would first of all say well what, what do you struggle with okay in your life you know and so we all have something that eats our lunch as you would say that's Mm. something that we can't get over and some Mm -hmm. of that may be hard like my friend brandon he's just a good dude right Mm. like his struggle is trying to be too moral, I guess you would say. Uh, and right. I can see, like, you're a very disciplined person. Right. You may sure. have struggles with that too, right? Look I at do. your, I mean, look, he came in here all buff. No, that's fine. Uh... <laughs> he, he got a tight <laughs> little shirt on. Hey, Medium. Hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, a lot of it is like, I talk to people about, I mean, like, what's the food you can't stop eating? Right. Now, imagine that that wasn't just affecting you. Mm-hmm. Imagine that when you ate that, yeah. that you were hurting people around you right. that loved you. Imagine right. when you did that, like it caused you to lose your job, right? So addiction is the same in everybody. It's just, it just looks different. It's Obviously drugs bad. and alcohol, yeah. pornography yeah, are gonna cause probably the, the biggest destruction of all of them, but we all have those struggles. So I, w- I would get them to think about that. And then I would just, you know, there's this argument over this and I hear people say this, but I mean, addiction is classified as a disease Mm -hmm. right in the dsm whatever they're at now six (laughs) i I forget where they're at but um so you know by the medical field it is classified as something that is a disease right right? so think about somebody with cancer would you go over to their house and go like pull yourself together, man. Yeah. You can, you know, right. you got to pull yourself up. You can beat this thing. Right. Obviously yeah. you encourage them to keep fighting and stuff like that, but you wouldn't expect them to uh, immediately be able to drop cancer that yep. day. Right. Yep. Like you would expect somebody who's addicted to drugs or alcohol. Yeah. So
2: that's good. That's very helpful.
0: Yeah. yeah. So, I, I mean, I think if you are more medically inclined and, and disagree that it's a disease <laughs> you know if you have that knowledge uh, that is better than the medical field then i understand your case but yeah you know yeah. that is what they have classified it yeah. as so we have to comp- when we talk about addiction we have to talk about it in a disease do you feel like the format.
2: the church and we can talk about the church all night but the church as in the big c or american church do you feel like they have failed uh, i mean i think the strong term i think it's fair fell to really address that
0: you know addiction is such a new thing to me i know i've been in it i don't know four years now maybe yeah so i I really don't know how the church is doing with addiction okay i mean i see you know some churches offer certain things um to help with that i forget what the christian version is of the 12 steps um program but there's something that they offer so I think where the church fails is failing to provide an environment where you can open and honestly dis- yeah. discuss and confess. That was the stark difference that I noticed from being in a church and then going and sitting in a 12 step yeah. room. Yeah. And everybody being so welcoming and everybody being open yeah. and honest about their struggles and everybody yeah. going, Yep, I get it, man. I get yeah. it. I understand. You know, been there. This is what I did, things like that. So, I, I, I start to say where I, I think our church, when I was healthy, obviously wasn't in addiction. We were a, a very healthy church sure. and, you know, very focused on what I feel like Jesus wanted us to be yeah. focused on. Um, I still feel like that's the first place I experienced what the church is supposed to be like. Gotcha. Um, so. Yeah. Yeah, I don't even remember what your question was, bro. <laughs> I <laughs> think <yeah. laughs>
2: did I answer it? Well, no, you did great. No, okay. I think, and I think that's going to be good for people that I know that I've struggled with learning how to one assess. Man, am I addicted to something, and what yeah. that really means? Because we just assume addictions drugs, right? You know, alcohol, and then maybe porns become kind of a new trend in the sense of being okay with it. Classify that. I, I think we need to realize that addiction's more strong. Yeah. It, it's more
0: common than that. Workout addiction, right? That's a big Any, thing. Well, I mean, yeah, appearance. Sure. You know, all I mean, the Absolutely, a, a lot of different. And things so,
2: yeah. I, I appreciate you clarifying kind of your darkness. So, let's kind of move on there. I, I could just keep going. Uh, so, let me ask you this: uh, There's after the chorus in the song, mm-hmm. there's a suicide suicide note you wrote, or it, it's what I interpreted to be a suicide okay. note in the song. I chose death. I unplugged the phone. I wrote a little note. I hope it can make it home. Yeah. To my love Becca, my greatest gift, if we never met, so many things I'd miss. When you think of me, please think of the
0: old me. Yeah. Which she said she didn't really like the old me <laughs> that much either. <laughs> Is that what she said? Well, I mean, I you know, I looked back and was like, oh, everything was great, but I mean I was maybe not. Probably addicted to the church then. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. All right.
2: Well, and I love, and for me, I, I heard that. I heard it differently. And yeah. I think, you know, I, I, it, it resonated with me differently because it kind of sums, sums up my experience, at least with you. When I think of the Rob today, I I kind of feel like in some sense, um, there there's more moments of that than the Rob before, uh, I guess, the known addiction, right? Mm-hmm. And so, and then obviously, not that there's still not struggles, there is, but I guess, um the old version of you versus the new. Let me just ask you: it, when when you are a someone who struggles with addiction, mm-hmm. is that something that could actually be harmful to think that there's an old you versus a new you? And the reason why I say that is because I feel like that can lay heavy on you. Like I got to become this old me, this pursuit of this old version, this other identity. Right. That one, Becca kind of said that wasn't that great, anyways. <laughs> right. Right. But two, like that's it, just not going to happen. And that's okay. It's a, it, learning yeah. to be a new you, right? Right. Is, that, is Does that make sense the question?
0: Yeah. Well, I think for those of us who have this disease of addiction, we have always been miserable in our skin. Yeah. Um, in one way or another, we've always felt different than other people. Right. And so, necessarily, like, we don't necessarily look back. And what I would say now, you know, years after writing that is... Um, I don't want to go back to the old me mm. because this new me and the promises that I have, you know, from the 12 step program and working, mm. you know, a God first life, those are going to be much greater mm. than, than my old life. So gotcha. I, I don't think I was, I don't want to speak on behalf of all of the addicts out there, but I, I think we would all look back and go like, eh, it wasn't that great back then. You know, no. but if we work the, the steps and programs that have been laid out that have worked for people and there are promises that come true and, you know, the 12-step program I'm a part of is you hand, you stop being God of your life and you yeah. make God yeah. God of your life, Yeah, you know, and turn it over.
2: It sounds like so much of the gospel, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. Yeah. It's well,
0: you know, and I won't get into that, but a lot of, I mean, the people who wrote 12 steps, a lot of it comes from yeah the scriptures yeah okay um, because it came out of a, a church group okay um cool but i will say the 12-step programs that i'm a part of they aren't like christian centric you gotcha god can be any Whatever. god yeah. or yeah. anything just yeah. a higher I, yeah yeah that's the key you need to know that you're not god it's the main thing yeah yeah okay uh last part of the song um and
2: then we're gonna go to the next one i notice, i just want to die that's mm-hmm. a that's you know how many times you say that how many eight eight should have said it 15 I don't want to go on and so I I just you know I I feel like in this part of the song as it ends I can hear the tension the mm-hmm. cry of help the yeah. darkness right and it's just this kind of what you've already captured what you've said so far about mm-hmm. it and you know I guess the thing is for someone who struggles with addiction today and for someone who's trying to understand someone who struggles with addiction do those thoughts go away I mean are those things that still percolate in the mind of yours from time to time
0: i was gonna say that i still think that sure time to time i just want to die so highs and your lows just there are moments where that
2: happens more common i mean
0: there can be things not even going on in my life from like i just feel better off dead yeah and a lot of that is because of the battle that goes on in in the mind of an addict um and wanting to get relief from that yeah get away from that yeah so, like, when I'm very depressed, I'm sleeping all the time. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that is to get out of my brain, with gotcha. that depression. But, but yeah, from time, I'm not going to say it happens a lot, but I I still have times where I say I just want to die. Right. Things would be easier on right. me and everybody else if I died, which right. is obviously a lie. Right. But, yeah. Right. Yeah, so that doesn't go away. Um, but I think it does for some people. Sure. A lot of uh, there have been people in the program that have much more success than I've had. Right. So I I have unfortunately been a periodic relapser. Right. So every now and then I relapse. Right. Um, It's not like I go on using or drinking or anything like that, but I'll have a slip like a day. Yeah. Uh, But there, and that's because I'm still holding on to something. I'm not fully giving myself to God. Uh So people, I mean, there are people in the rooms, five, 10. 40 years of sobriety who I'm sure they don't even think about that anymore. Right. Cuz the obsession gets taken away from you. Mm. Obsession to drink, obsession of you know, substances. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
3: Okay,
2: next song. Come on. Okay, we're going to change it just a second. All right, recover.
0: So yeah, we're over from You like this
2: song. I remember that. Number 1 is Nightmare, number 2, Nightmare's number 2 is Recover. So I felt like this was a really good progression from the darkness of the, of nightmares.
0: Yeah. Kind of to the brightness. Meant meant to be. Yeah. To the the bad to the
2: good. Yeah. Okay. I like that. So like bad news, good news sort of thing. Yep. And then obviously Eliza kills it again with the background. Mm -hmm. I really like that. And, um, I I guess we kind of already talked about this, about someone who struggles with recovery. I think you've already addressed that you're constantly, are you, is it safe to say you're, if you're, if
0: you're an addict, you're always in recovery. Sure. Well is that you're not always I mean, if you're working a program, you're in recovery. I gotcha. Yeah. Okay. But there's there are people who don't work a program that even even though they're not drinking or using drugs, they're still living a life that I mean, they're doing it by um pressing their fingers. What what do people say? Holding the the rail. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I forget what the the saying is, but like Their life is miserable. Okay. Um, Until set programs offer like a better life. Gotcha. Um, But there are some people who are able to stop drinking or stop doing drugs, but never heal. Yeah. Never. Yeah. They're still sick, if that makes sense. Yeah, for sure.
2: I'm going to read you. We're going to be quick on this one, but I want to read you these lyrics. I thought these were good. Live your life to the fullest. Yep. Never looking back. Mm. Learning from mistakes. Now they can't hold you back.
0: Oh. Yeah, I probably would change that, but go ahead.
2: Yeah? Tell me. <laughs> Some it? of this stuff's like Dr. Seuss rap. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not the lyrics themselves, it's, what is it? Is it the rhyme? No, I
0: don't know. It's just, yeah, I mean. Learning
2: from mistakes, now they can't hold you back. Uh-huh. Seize today, seize your dreams, give
0: it all you have. Yeah, I mean, I think that's good advice. Yeah. Right?
2: Yeah, I, I feel like what, it, to me, what it was, was Nightmares was the reality of the darkness and this was your way of breaking out. And mm-hmm. That's the way I kinda interpret yeah. it, right? So it's like learning from mistakes. So letting instead of letting your mistakes define you, a pastor turned to addict, right? You're now saying, I'm not gonna let that hold me back to going right. forward. Yeah. Is that kind of the heart behind, I guess, recovery into senses? Is- not letting the past to define your present and your future.
0: Yeah, you don't want to forget about the past. Right. Um, but you don't want to dwell on it and you definitely don't want to let it define right. you. I'm a little different. I mean, there are some people who don't talk about their addiction and that they are addicts, which is totally fine. I mean, you know, they go to 12-step programs, but it's not yeah. something, you know, like I don't know if in, in your world as a lawyer, that would right. be something you'd be open and honest about, which right. you don't have to be, and that's totally okay. Sure. But I, I don't know, I've just always felt like i'm i don't know why i'm like that but i just always felt like i could help people by talking about it and being open and you, honest you uh it.
2: you know one of the most common addictions in the field of laws
0: what like, alcohol yeah yeah so alcohol.
2: one of the things they warned us in law school was that very thing sure there's to a lot of people i knew a lot a well i i think to cope okay. through the pressures yeah. and stress of law school sure in of itself um so there's a lot of people i know who have done that so yeah. um Last thing in the song you said that you really and there's no lyrics here, but you, you mentioned this in throughout the song. So you really encourage people to get help. Yeah. To yeah. seek help. And so let me ask you, looking back, do you wish you had more in your do you wish you had more in your life that excuse me, more help in your life that was sooner before? And if you had help, would well, that have made a difference?
0: Yeah. Well I think before I Started using substances, I think counseling would have been really good for Mm. me. I think it it was kind of like I got to the point, like I was able to bare knuckle it. I don't know what it's called. White knuckle. (laughs) That's what it is. White knuckle it my whole life until I I got to that point where I was introduced to Adderall. Gotcha. And I was like, oh, this is it. Gotcha. And then started using it and then i got to the point where i was like i don't even care anymore Mm. i'm done fighting And you know i don't want to yeah i don't want to have all these thoughts and and wrestle with what i've always wrestled with and so that kind of helped give myself into that but i say i I, yeah i counseling would you feel like would have been the outlet versus it would have been helpful okay yeah because i didn't have any of these tendencies before gotcha yeah i um I, I do think if I was open and honest with you guys sure. um, at the church, then that would have probably made a difference. Right. But even in that, it took me a long time to say that I was an addict. Right. You know, to really grasp that, right. like, oh, okay, this is really what I am. Right. And still, some days I said, oh, no, I'm not. I can do this casually or whatever. which yeah. is Yeah.
2: I'm always paranoid about saying I'm an addict to something. Mm-hmm. Because, oh, I'm paranoid by, paranoid saying, I don't think I'm an addict, but I'm like, that's what an addict says. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. so I'm always afraid, like, should I say
0: it? Right. You know,
2: whatever the, the issue is or yeah. thing I'm struggling with. But um, all right, so let's go to the last song on that album. And we skipped three, but we're going to go to four. This last song on the album, Chances, um, you kind of remember the beat? Kind of an 80s Stranger Things
0: feel. That's kind of what I thought. No no the thing that came to mind is i see no
1: changes all i see is racist faces misplaced hate makes chances
0: but you see changes okay. <laughs> Two yeah, that's
2: fair well now that you tell me ron likes k-pop yeah that explains probably a little bit of the yeah because a lot of, of, of be- music
0: these are all his beats okay yeah yeah well
2: that explains it um so let me read you this lyrics tell me tell me your thoughts on this mm-hmm. what are you going to do with your chance make sure it doesn't slip through your hands Want to know where you can find me out of this hustle, out on this hustle, making ends meet. Ooh. Yeah. So, I feel like what this lyric was trying, these lyrics were trying to say was make the right decisions because I haven't made those right decisions. In the sense of, you now have, don't use up your chance because there are yeah. limited chances you have. Yeah, so learn
0: from my my story. Right. Yeah, learn from me and you know, for, for the longest, I never drank or did anything because of my brother. I saw what? substances right. did to him you right. know so in in essence it, it kind of snuck up on me right <laughs> like i was trying to get help for to be able to focus and stuff like that and i experienced it and that's when things went to hell yeah um but yeah so i th- I think you know i always talk to my boys my middle school students and our school as a whole because i I do bible one one time a week I always talk about wisdom Mm. like listen to wisdom and so the people who are wise in our world not everybody is wise even older people but there are people who are older than us who have experienced life more right um and people that we trust and that we know and that we know are genuine and have our best interest in mind listen to those people learn from their experiences so i i tell all my students about my addiction and i tell them like what it was like living in my car, sleeping in my car and what it was like um, hurting everybody around me. What it was like going to rehab because I want them to learn from my mistake. Like this is where this stuff will take you. So I I think that's what I'm saying. Like listen to where I've been, what I've done and let me be the warning for you not to go down that route. Cause I had several warnings, right? Right. I, I, I had examples of, reasons why I shouldn't do what I was doing but I didn't listen to it I didn't listen to wisdom right so gotcha yeah
2: let me end off with this last quote from the first album yeah can't worry about them worry about you focus on your goals do what you gotta do mm-hmm. lay out a plan see it through you can really do whatever you want to never copy others be uniquely you yeah believe in yourself always stay true looking back on your life hold your head up high mm-hmm Look, you really did it. You came, you made it, you made it out alive. Yeah. So I feel like that, the way the album ends is a response. It's almost like Old Testament New Testament. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. how my brain thinks. And yeah. so I see this, you're, you're kind of like, this is the Rob who's now in recovery, working through this, right? seeing, and appreciating the chances he has now to live and to keep living. Right. right? And so like the hustle doesn't stop, the fight doesn't stop but it's almost an end, ends with joy versus the beginning was very gloomy. Mm-hmm. Like you're almost out of, you're out of the forest at this point. Sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. you kind of got in
2: control of your life. You're in control of your chances. It's mm-hmm. not by just divine fate. You know, there's all these purposes in life that you're finally getting to.
0: Yeah. I think that's, you know, a really good assessment and imagery of, of that. Going back to the album cover, yeah. being in the dark gloomy forest. Uh, well, you, you said to this out.
2: at the end that there's a talking monologue you do. Uh-huh. And you've said this before, your life is a painting. Yeah. Every stroke and sketch, the work of art turns shape and we are the artist. Yeah. So I feel like this is the moment that you're controlling the bad decisions and working on making good decisions.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Right?
2: Is that Do you feel like that's part of addiction recovery as well as owning mistakes, but also then shaping your future and having goals and stuff like
0: that? Yeah, and some of that, I, I want people to know like, You control your destiny in the sense of nobody's going to come around and pull you up and help you, right? Right. You control that, like by telling other people, by raising your hand and saying you need help. You know, I always just thought things would happen and everything would work out, but in essence, we have to take control of our lives. And I don't mean that in the sense of like we are our God and we make our decisions, but we have to be willing to help ourselves right. to succeed, you know, God gives us this path, and some of it looks different for everybody, but we have to make that conscious decision of, am I going to stay on this path? Right. Yeah. So I think I was just trying to encourage people to do that To, If you're somewhere where you're not happy and you st- feel stuck, then you need to start making a decision of where you want to be right. and decide what steps you need to do to get to that goal. Right. And it's not going to happen overnight. Yeah, it's not going to happen by chance. You got to make that happen. Yeah, so Good. yeah, so. Well, brother, thanks for being here, man. We're gonna make this a two-parter. Let's do it. Yeah. Any any last advice you have for the people? Listen to the music, <laughs> Joe. I appreciate you, man. You're one of the biggest encouragement encouragers in my life. So appreciate it. Thanks for being here. Thanks for yes, doing sir. it, sir. All right, so that was our episode with Joey. I wanted to end this one by covering the song that we did not discuss. It was the third song on the album, My Beautiful Nightmare, and it's called Zombies. Now, this isn't one of my favorite albums, uh, but honestly, Zombies is probably one of my favorite songs. Mm, Probably maybe top five of the songs that I've done so, the idea behind this song is someone who is acting like they have it all together, right? Kind of living the American dream, or they're flashy, or hey, look what I have, look what I'm doing. But inside, they're really kind of spiritually dead. So, they're lying to themselves or lying to other people. So, it's like they're alive, but they're walking dead because inside, spiritually, they're dead not in a religious sense, but just the way they feel. And so, you know, when you hear me bragging in the beginning, it's all from that standpoint of, hey, look at me, I got my whole life together. And there at the end, you get to the point where, you know, it kind of says that, oh, wait, I'm really just a zombie walking around dead. So that's the premise behind this one. I do enjoy this song and like to go back and listen to it. This is probably the only one I go back and listen to from that album. So hope you enjoy it. And I am so thankful for all your love and support. And we will see you back here next week.
1: Yo, one, two, one, two. Yo, one, two, one, two. C-O-N-B-I. See me when I come through Don't try to grab me, I hide me I rise see to another level Off this treble, heavy metal With my shirt off just like a rebel. Steady like a pebble, launched from a cannon Slamming dudes on this mic with reckless abandon I slam dance like I was a punk kid from London When I get done, I see the masses come a-running Stunning crews with different dudes With bad attitudes, longitude or latitude It really don't matter, dude, i shadow you Like last planes up in a hurricane True to the game, I'm like method when I bring the pain, listen close, cause this verse is almost over, when I come over, you better run and take cover, cause it's the truth, I'm foolproof, up in this mic booth, you go against me, dude, I guarantee you gonna lose, to your head, the I can tell you is something,
3: living for the night, that you're sitting outside, when it isn't.
1: Here I go again, I'm tall like Andre, you are tiny like Tim, Virginia Slims, I smoke and tote out, better not run your mouth, cause you know I got the clout, <laughs> I bust in your daddy's house, hey, what you doing here, Rump dirt on your mama's couch, get off my couch, you're messing with the MCs, the got stacks of cheese. no you're never gonna be me, you wanna see me, just turn on your TV, I'm probably on the beach with me. The Fiji, I'm the king, and you'll never come close, the undefeated champ that you know rocks the most, to your head,
3: you're living like a dead, you're a zombie, living for the night that your sin is out of sight,
1: Boulevards, driving cars backwards down the street, just like a movie star, rhymes are perfect, and my flow is legendary, scary like a slasher flick, just call me Bloody carry can you hear me, I'm on fire just like a heater, Rolling in a tube's this down, ask a quick question, do you like me now, do you like the style, do you like the sound, even though in my ride the truth can't be found, I'm trying hard, but the truth is I'm lying, cause in the inside I feel like I'm dying, hmm. or maybe I'm dead, just a zombie walking around with two broken legs, into your head, living like you like you're dead,
3: you're a zombie, I'm living for the night, just sitting sight. oh well it isn't i <laughs>